Welcome to episode 53 of We Going In Presents. Today my guests are Eddie Meeks and John Doe of Southern Vanguard Radio. These guys are celebrating five years of Southern Vanguard Radio being out, and that's a huge accomplishment for anyone who has any idea of what goes into making these podcasts happen. These guys drop twice a week, a weekly mix show, and an in-depth interview that is always laid back and super informative. In this interview, we talk about how Southern Vanguard came to be, their process for both the mix show and the interviews, and much, much more, including their deep history in the game. After the interview, make sure you hit up the links on wegoingin.com. Make sure you subscribe to Southern Vanguard Radio on SoundCloud, on any of your favorite podcasting stations. And of course, make sure you subscribe to We Going In Presents as well. Doe and Meeks, appreciate you guys being here. Love the Southern Vanguard podcast, and you know, I make sure I listen to it every week. And definitely want to just extend my congratulations on reaching that five-year anniversary. Um, that's a great milestone, and it really just shows that consistency, that the high Smithsonian grade that you guys do, man. So, congratulations on that. Thank you very uh, much. Thank you, man. Yeah, appreciate you for uh, reaching out, and um, yeah, it's uh, we're glad to be here. So what did it mean to you guys to, to really reach that five-year mark? I mean, is that something you guys saw when you started Southern Vanguard, saying, like, we're going to keep this going for five-plus years? Not at all. Um, but when looking back on it, it is uh, nothing short of amazing. I mean, just what we was talking about a little while ago, work, families, you know, travel, stuff like that. And, and you look back, and it's five years, and it's – almost 250 episodes another 200 interview sessions week after week uh you know twice a week you know it's just uh it's just amazing to think about and we've had you know we've had some very high points um a3c 2018 um we just did our fifth anniversary show um a few weeks ago yeah and um it's been great man it's been great we we're having a lot of fun with it still and um, that's the most important thing about it. That's the the premise for the show. We were looking for something to kick some fun back into our lives, and this this ended up being it. And this is what we're doing, man. We're gonna keep doing it. I don't think anybody could have told us that we we would still be doing this five years later, though. I I gotta be honest, man. I mean, I think we said this when we did our fifth anniversary, you know, mix show or whatever. You know, I I didn't think this thing would last six months. I figured one of us would fall off, and you know say forget about it we're not doing this anymore but uh <laughs> you know for better or worse uh you know what i always say is you know when me and meeks decide to do something you know we uh we don't do it half-assed so uh we put our foot all the way in yeah it, exactly so so as uh, we can anyway yeah, exactly so you know and we've got you know i mean between the two of us you know you're talking about 25 30 years of experience each you mm-hmm. know just in and around you know you know hip hop music and trying to be more than just a fan right so yeah. you know you got to combine you know 70 75 years of experience here you know it um you know it's been uh it's been interesting to see how that's uh funneled and kind of filtered and siphoned down into this now i i would have never thought that we would be here at this stage in i guess our lives or you know our involvement with this thing yeah I mean, I think that's great, you know, and I think one of the things that I've always struggled with myself as a writer and and is just having that consistency over time because, like, I'll be great for, like, three months and then something happens, you know, in, in 
you know, my professional life as a teacher or just family stuff. And it's like, it's easy to miss a week. And once you miss one week, you can miss two weeks. And then all of a sudden, you, before you know it, like three months have passed and you haven't done anything. So like, how have you guys been able to hold each other accountable and make sure that you keep that consistency going? I would just stay flexible, you know, um, you know, flexibility is a key. Um, what I, what I, you know, respected lifestyles. Um, the other thing that keeps us going is it's at a point now where the artists keep us on our toes because it's their goal to be on this podcast, to be, mm-hmm. to talk to, to talk to Don Meeks or to get their beats played on one of the episodes or, or their music. They definitely want to get their music played. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's an achievement thing for them. So, you know, um, I don't know when we realized it, but it, it's, it's really a nod back to college radio for John. And even when I was making the rounds as an MC, as an artist doing college radio, trying to get ads and stuff like that, we find ourselves being serviced uh, by labels again. Um, cats are shipping John vinyl and CDs and uh, we trading off, you know, verses, scratches. For for, yeah. for 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 artists on their projects and stuff like that, it's it, it's really on autopilot right now. It's kind of keeping itself alive. I think that's great. And you know what I also love about that is you not only like you know pay tribute to the artists that we all grew up listening to, and you know like guys like you know Big Sug drop something like they're definitely getting play, but then oh. the whole new crop of artists too, like it's very non-judgmental and, and very positive in terms of like making sure you're supportive of everybody making quality music and not saying like, you know, we're only looking at, you know, this age group or this group of guys. Yeah. It's gotta be fresh. John says it's gotta pass a smell test to get on. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, that's, that's what's so interesting about the timing about this thing is, uh, you know, Meeks and I bug out about this all the time, but you know what a what an interesting time that we picked to try and do this in particular because around 2014 2015 is when this kind of new movement started um I, you know and the only thing i can really compare it to is um you know in you know which is actually so ironic as well was in the mid to late 90s when that whole independent boom you know kind of kicked off um you know with you know fat beats and you know, all these guys, you know, um, you know, they're, they're mad at Puff and mad at whatever and all this shiny suit shit and the <laughs> raucous era and all that stuff. Right. Which, you know, in hindsight, I'd, I'd give my I, I might give a body part if Puffy was was my uh, biggest complaint uh, <laughs> uh, on pop radio <laughs> these days. But um, <clears throat> I think that's what was so interesting about it is, you know, we didn't really go into it with any expectations other than like. You know, Meeks and I just wanted to have some fun again. We knew we still wanted to be involved in this culture above and beyond just being a fan. And, um, you know, we, it, it was really, ju- it's really just, a, and it's still like this. It's really just a Sunday night, sometimes a Monday night, where we, we just kick it. It's like our poker night. Mm. But what was so great about it is that all this new music was coming out, you know, strong again, and everybody was kind of taking shit into their own hands. I hope I can swear here. I, we, I don't think we covered that. Um, I just go for it, man. Okay, cool. All right. Um, but, um, you know, it was just so exciting that, you know, this is this is around the time that, you know, the Griselda movement was kind of starting to really solidify and take shape. And, 
you know, there was just a lot of exciting music came on, you know, came out every week. Mm. And, um, we just, uh, it was just kind of a happy accident. So it was really one of those things when you step back and look at it is, you know, this, this is really kind of meant, you know, this is what we were meant to do for whatever reason. Um, and you know, somehow me and Meeks, we, we picked a perfect time, I think during the week to do it because Sunday nights for the most part is when both of us, you know, are, can actually do it. Although it's some late nights. Um, and then, you know, just seeing the love we get back from everybody has been pretty gratifying too. So for sure. That's pretty great. And in terms of like taking, you know, what you know as artists into the interviews, you know, how do you think your experience, you know, as, as a DJ makes you as an MC, like how do you think that translates into you guys being able to, to do the interviews from kind of a perspective that not every journalist or every writer can take being that you have seen the other side of it? Well, it's, it's really just been that done that, you know, um, outlook towards it. You know, there's for every story, somebody we interview can tell us we got one, two, three, four hundred that can match it. Mm-hmm. Uh good and bad. You know what I'm saying? I I, I I've had bad shows. Uh some of these artists have had bad <laughs> yeah. shows. You got shows where people don't show up. Um, you know, you got you no got bread at the show. No bread ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh pressing your own shit up and nobody buying it. Yeah. You're sitting there with a garage full of vinyl, <laughs> you know. I, and you got you got John, you know, who's who's a producer and has done producer projects and the the stress involved with pulling one of those off and trying to get, you know, fifteen to twenty rap dudes together to to just just spit over this beat, man, and get it back to me when you can in a timely fashion. And you look up and it's a year and a half, almost two years later, and now I can I guess I can go ahead and put this out now. It's I mean, we we know the life, we know the culture. Uh, we know the ins and outs of it, everything that comes with it, and um, it makes for a better interview. We can we could talk to these people um, very relatable. You know, it's not we're not stretching it. We're not you know, it's it's never a reach. Um, sometimes they could start off a sentence, and we'd be like, oh, we know where this is going. Yeah. And and sometimes we can't even fathom what they're talking about because <laughs> the, the the culture has gone forward a bit. So we might hear something like, "Man, I never heard of that." You know, <laughs> right. that's interesting. You know, but uh, yeah. for the most part, it's been there, done that type of type of feel for us. Uh, we can relate, and 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 we know the stories all too well. So yeah, it, think- it works out. And I, the Meeks and I's backgrounds are uh, similar and also very different at the same time. Um, and I think that, that that artists or whoever we talk to also kind of bug out a little bit. I think there's a little bit of like, like who in the hell are these guys? Like oh, Southern man. Vanguard and <laughs> like, you know, their country and one of them's from South Memphis and one of them's from the middle of Kentucky and he's a white boy. And then like, you know, there's, it's just like, I don't understand. And then they start to do a little research and they figure out, okay, this is, this is probably the oh, real deal. When they deal. do that research, that blows their minds. Yeah. Uh, you could pull up, you know, John Doe and Eddie Meeks discography for the most part. Oh, it's a rap after that. They're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, these motherfuckers know some shit. Like, yeah. Like they're not just talking to me right now. They trying to, you know, yep. they trying to get, you know, the real scoop, uh, a better understanding for what it is I do as an artist because their artists 
their producers, their MCs, what ha- what have you. It's not just you know journalism. Yeah, and that chuckle because. It's a trip, yeah. <laughs> to throw journalism at us. Yeah, is, that's hilarious. Oh, my God. That's yeah. crazy. And we just have fun, too, man. That's, that's the other it. thing. Like, uh, seriously, like, that is literally the main goal. Like, we t- we start off every interview. Anytime we talk to someone, if we're in DMs, we're like, look, man, this is low pressure. Yeah. We're just here to have some fun. We're going to kick it. You know, we're usually drinking and having a good time. Yeah, I was about to say, whatever. Brian, don't get it twisted. We be in here blasted sometimes. I ain't going to lie well, to I you. I can hear that. That comes through yeah. sometimes. <laughs> bourbon, the bourbon flows, the the <laughs> beers, they just pop off can after can. And and we go in, man. Like it's it's just a yeah. good time for us, man. And 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 you'd be surprised, you know, we get we get some cats on the phone that's real, try to be real professional, real tight lip and by the time i get through cracking a joke or or whatever they just open all the way up to us man and this you know it turns out to be a good 45 minutes to an hour yeah, you know no doubt no i was gonna say that you could definitely hear that sometimes you know because you know I've <laughs> what, under- <laughs> <laughs> you could definitely hear like you know when when and, I, and i've had some really bad interviews over over my time as well where like you get the one word answers. You get the like, oh, yeah. like the way that athletes talk on media day to the to the press. Like, don't say yeah, anything controversial yeah. that's going to come back. And it's like, dude, just like chill. But you guys have a really good do a really good job. I think because you have the natural chemistry with each other, but you also do a good job of just building rapport with an artist so that they feel yeah. comfortable. Um, so you said you use humor to do that. Does anything else work in terms of like making an artist feel relaxed and that they're not about to like say something that's going to end up on world star, but just have like a real conversation. Just being prepared, you know, um, yeah. I got to give it to John. John puts, you know, 150% into this thing from, you know, um, getting all the music in and, and sometimes having a chance to go through it. And then I'll get, you know, I'll get interview notes, uh, pre-interview notes from him and, um, you know, he lines up a lot in interviews. I, I was, I was, I was doing that at a time, but it's kind of falling off for me lately. Um, but John, you know, he keeps it rolling. Um, you know, and I, I get my hat, I get my hats off to him, you know, but he's like, for me, it's like, dude, if I, if, if Meeks, if you wasn't on this thing, this wouldn't be a thing. And no I doubt. just, we we just work well together, but yeah. I, I would say uh, the other aspect of us getting you know some of the good great interviews that we get is being prepared. So when we start asking these questions, you know these guys are like, "Whoa, they how they know about that?" Right? Uh, yeah. Nobody's ever asked me that. Right. Uh, yeah. You know that's a great. You, when, whenever you hear somebody say, "Man, that's a good question," well, I'm glad you asked me that. You know you 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 doing your thing. So that's it, my favorite time of an interview. Like yeah. think of, like Jay Zone told me that earlier this year or in uh, end of 2019. I was like, "Damn, Jay Zone doesn't just say that." So I was like, yeah. "This is." I, I'm right. glad I'm recording. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And, exactly. and just being prepared and and showing that you care and that you are interested in speaking with them. You're not just trying to get your next bit of content. I think that goes a long way and they can appreciate that. No doubt. So you guys also seem to really do a great job of just selecting artists for interviews that like, you know, either it's timely with projects dropping or they just, they're the type of artists that have a lot to say. And so it's never dull. So, how do you decide, like, let's get this guy on this week? Like, what's that process like? 
Uh, you know, I, I'd like to say that it's um it's methodical, but it's really not. Um, I think early on, um, you know, I used to really, really, um, you know, Meeks was talking about you know the work the work that I put in, you know, for the for the show each week. But in the beginning, um, you know, I used to really, you know, stress out about being prepared, having the notes. And at the time, like I wanted, I wanted someone to tell their entire uh, life history in, you know, these interview sessions. And uh, it, it took us a while and took me a while to let go of that. And um, I realized that I was getting wound up too tight when the actual goal for the whole thing was to be relaxed and have fun. Mm. So, you know, once I once I figured out that I was, you know, probably losing what little hair on my head I have left, um, you know, getting worked up about interviews, it seems like the interviews kind of, you know, went to a different level and we just got, you know, way more relaxed and, and, and laid back. But, you know, at this point, it's kind of interesting because um, I would say probably around um, maybe the year two and a half or three Mark Meeks, we started getting just barraged yeah. with interview requests and yeah. you know some we want some we don't want <laughs> some are artists that we played on the show some we haven't you know yeah. I, and one thing that i make sure that you know and actually now i'm thinking back back to your kind of question about you know how these interviews go well is that we've actually played their music on the show mm -hmm. so I, I always joke you know we're always talking trash on the show about like you know look just don't don't drop a dm in with your streaming links and your YouTube links and, and um, you know, ask for an interview on top of that. Like I, I, I might block you. Mm. So, you know, um, you there's, yeah, there's gotta be that we, we have to have some sort of investment in the artist, even if it's just, they played a couple of joints and we're really fucking with them or, you know, they've been on the show for the past year and a half, two years, and it's just now working out. Yeah. So, um, that that's a big part of it is we we we, we kind of feel like we halfway know the artists because we've been playing their music already for yeah. for at least a couple of months for sure. Yeah, I think um I think around that second third year mark too, homie, we we figured out that it did kind of work out that if they have a project coming out, it might be best to. It talk was easier, to them. right? Yeah, yeah, it was easier. They were they were definitely interested in doing it, mm -hmm. and at the same time, it's a great marketing tool because. Again, you know, we pump this thing out twice a week. Um, we put interview snippets at the end of the at, right. the at the end of the mix show, and then we drop the full interview on Thursday. So it's great to just have like a full week, two weeks maybe, of that type of pub coming from an outside source. Um, with that being Southern Vanguard, so uh, and I think the artists are figuring that out too. They're like, man, I I do want to get that interview. But I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until my EP is ready, or until my I get this next single ready, or or something like that. Uh, we're starting to do mid uh, mix show interviews as well. Uh, we'll have an artist call in, uh, like the second set of the mix show, and we'll talk to them for about five ten minutes, something real quick. They hop in, hop out. Uh, those are those are starting to come in more and more as well. So it's it's a couple of ways to approach it. No doubt. So when you look at who gets an interview and who doesn't, who's not getting an interview? So like who should stop calling or who should like what type of artist should stop asking for an interview? Uh, 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 and anybody Brian specific, any, any names you want to drop? This Brian is your, this is your world star moment right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I'll say this. I mean, I, there, there are two ways to not get a response from us. One is 
if you drop a DM or send me an email and I cannot physically download the music to my computer, I will ignore it's it. It's not going to happen. It, period. Yeah. So, you know, send an MP3 or send a wave to the email address that I give you. Do not send an unsolicited YouTube link or a link to your Spotify or Apple Music or your Amazon or whatever the fuck. I'll, I will literally ignore you, maybe block you. Two, um, if we've never played the music on our show, don't ask for an interview. Yeah. Period. If we played one song on our show, don't ask for an interview. Like, you you got to build some sort of rapport with us. We've got to be fucking with you. I mean, God, we get, seriously, like, we get, I probably on average, it's a little slow right now to, to even say this, like, drives me crazy. But, you know, in, like, November and December, we would literally have 10 to 20 to 25 full-length projects at our, at our at our fingertips, probably five to ten EPs, and probably twenty five singles. So I mean, it is you know, it is almost unmanageable the amount of music that we have to choose from every week to play. And as much as people would like to not hear this, you know, I may pick out a batch of fifty songs that I could pull from during the mix, but sometimes. Sometimes your your joint getting played on the show is a matter of it just sounding right in the mix. Yeah. Or like what I happen to like pull up and see like, you know, in Serato. Yeah. You know, like so it's not, you know <laughs> And if nobody's done the math, we're only averaging fifteen right. to, to right. twenty songs per episode. Right. Yeah. Um just just on, on time restraints, you know. Um the other thing for me is the blind cold callers i like to call them that don't even know what type of podcast oh, we God, are yeah, that's the yes one. they see they see southern vanguard radio and these guys need to be playing my music i <laughs> right. am i am a deep bass house artist we got some acid houses we <laughs> you got know what i'm mean? glad you brought that i'm up. a i'm a country artist i'm a jazz musician <laughs> i'm a spoken word artist <laughs> Um, I mean, I'd love to hear some spoken word just in the middle of like. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Stop. Stop. That. Oh, no, I would actually hate it. But I think it'd be hilarious just to like hear that transition. I've never heard it before. So like maybe you guys could really. Man, the only spoken word artist you're going to hear on Southern Vanguard is Keisha Plum. Shout out to Keisha <laughs> Plum. She got that on lock. She got that lane all to herself. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, just you don't even know what type of podcast we are. So you just out there doing random searches and we pop up and, Hey, let me send them this. I, my thing is, listen, check us out. See if, you know, see what we about before you, you know, send your stuff in. Yeah. I tell you what, I'll, we'll, we'll give the, here's the blueprint right here. Here's what I love to see. Shoot me an email or shoot us a DM say, introduce yourself. Like, you know, try to use full sentences if you can, so we can understand you. I'm serious. I'm serious. Periods, commas, exclamation points. Just try, just try to compose a few sentences and tell us who you are, and I'd love to send you some music. And we're gonna respond with in probably less than twelve hours, probably less than six hours. Please send music to info at southernvanguard.com. Leave the U at a Vanguard. Three hundred and twenty k MP3s or waves only, and then just wait. You know, Facebook says we respond in less than twelve right. hours. Exactly. We respond in less. That's impressive. If it is. If you don't hear anything, if you don't hear anything from us, shoot us a reminder in three or four days. If yeah. you still don't hear anything from us, shoot us a reminder in three or four days. But hey, man, look, do not do that and say, hey, I need an interview. 
man, dude, if I could, if I had a dollar for every time someone asked or someone told me that I needed an interview, I would literally, we literally be rich, man. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. But that's the blueprint. And the people that do that, like they good. Yeah. yeah I'm going to give them a chance. Easy. I'm going to yeah. give them a chance. It's you know? really easy. You know, when, when we, I mean, we could sit here and talk about it all day, but it, it really is an easy process. It, it's not a, it's not an overnight thing. Like sometimes it could be, but it really is an easy process. And it, once again, it just goes back into to to a building um, type of situation. Let's build. Let's build a relationship. Let's build a yeah. rapport. Let's 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 see if you make it into the mix. Let's see if you make it into the mix again. And then from there, we could start. You know, we could start thinking about some things, talking about some things. No doubt. You know, when I was at Hip Hop Game too, this was before SoundCloud. And everything was still on CD and, you know, Gmail was there, but like not everybody knew how to even like rip MP3s. And so I remember getting just stuff in the mail and stuff I'd never even asked for. But then like the angry emails is always the best when it's like you didn't play, you didn't review it, you didn't get back to me like fast enough. And I'm just curious, do you guys get those angry emails from artists who feel slighted and feel like you guys slept on them or you just didn't understand what they were doing? Like, have you ever gotten any any kind of emails or DMs like that? No, I don't. No. I don't. We don't think we've gotten angry. I, we we do get folks that'll like send us something, and they'll be like, you know, they'll they'll see the track list for the next week, and they'll be like, so well, you're not fucking with it. I'm like, no, dude. I had 500 songs to choose from this week. And, you know, I just didn't get into the mix or, you know, I was an idiot and forgot to put it in the folder because you sent it to me the day before we recorded the show. Or, yeah. you know, it could be a dozen reasons, right? We, we haven't really gotten any hate, hateful. No, nah, um, we didn't see any anger until our A3C show. Came yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, now that and, was oh, man, what happened there. Everybody wanted to get a get a get a get a piece of the stage. <laughs> oh, and so, like, hey, man, first of all, hold up like this this is this is our event per se, but it's not our event. It's not our event. <laughs> if 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 the people know the backstory on what it took for us to pull off that night, and 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 not to even mention the half of the shit that went on that night that that no one could have planned for, and not not to mention that the show almost didn't happen until right. uh, like three weeks before and it actually went down. So. Nobody thinks about that, but it's then you start getting emails, man, y'all. Y'all really put a battery in my back. I, I dropped two of the hottest LPs this year. And I can't get on the Southern Vanguard stage. Like, what's the problem? And and all of that. Like, yo, we gonna be in town, staying at the Red Roof. Like, yo, we could come through. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> like, slow down. You know, that's that's when we got some hate. You know, it, it, it's gonna be a stage, and 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 Don Meeks are, are running it. Oh, they're gonna put us on. They're my boys. Yeah. They're gonna put us on. Doesn't work like that, people. You, you know got... what though? That's when you know you got something. Yeah. Right? When people are upset, that's when you know you're like, all right. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, we got something here. Yeah. You know? When you got a hammer in your back pocket all night <laughs> waiting on some bullets <laughs> pop off you. You know you got something good. And you guys got that hammer right now. Oh, I keep Meeks does. Meeks always that, got the hammer on. I keep for real. that thing, man. I do. I do heating and air in my spare time, so I always got a plethora of tools. Uh, <laughs> but the hammer is my most aggressive and favorite instrument of them all. <laughs> I mean, if I can't get your AC, your AC unit to run by beating on with that hammer, you need a new AC unit. <laughs> 
Well, yep. if you're ever in Virginia, man, and I get some AC problem, I'm definitely going to call you first. I got you. Hey, man, I use my best troubleshooting on yours, Brian. I won't, I won't beat the hell out of yours <laughs> to start. I pre- I'll see if I can actually get it going <laughs> with my expertise and know-how. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And if that doesn't yeah. work, just feel free to bash it. Oh, I kicked the shit out of it. <laughs> <No> problem. <laughs> no doubt. You know, um, something else that I think was incredible is you guys had the last Sean Price interview. And, and Sean's hands down one of my favorite interviews over the years. Um, going back to like the monkey bars days when he was going from Ruck to Sean Price. Like mm-hmm. we connected and, and talked about just like, you know, he was very honest and open about like not even being sure if he could succeed as a solo artist at that time. And then like, not only did he succeed, but like he surpassed, I think everybody's wildest expectations for the, the quality of music that he could, he, he put out. And, um, over the years, no matter how big he got and, and how much adoration he got, he, he was still Sean Price. Like he's still the same dude. Like when my first son was born, he was on Skype telling me how to, um, not overreact if he hurts himself because then he's going to react even worse. And so, like, that kind of parenting tip, like, I still use it to this day. Like, my kid fell from, off the swing from today. Sean Price, yo, parenting tips. And I'm like, man, this is, these are gems. And he's like, yeah, don't, don't overreact. Don't, don't, if, if they freak, they see you freaking out, they're going to freak out even worse. My kid fell off the swing today at the playground. And my first thing was like, oh shit. And then I was like, you're actually fine. And all of a sudden, like, he's like, yeah, I'm okay. Even though he was kind of bleeding from his, his wrist. But, <laughs> you know, like Sean, Sean is someone who like had a huge impact on me over the years, just through us doing a bunch of interviews and staying in touch and everything he did. And, you know, just you guys having that last interview, I mean, it's, it's, you know, tragic, but you know, you guys did a great job with that too. I mean, what does it mean to you guys to have had that opportunity to really build with Sean P? Oh man, from, from, from where I sit, that's, that's our OG. Like, like. I, I would say that thanks to Sean Price, we're on the tips of a lot of people's tongues, paws, that wouldn't know anything about us. So if it had yeah. not been for that man, um, just like John said earlier, we probably wouldn't have made it five years. Right. It probably wouldn't have wouldn't wouldn't have popped off the way that it did. And then it, it was so it was so genuine, it was so ill, it was so much fun going back again on how we got the, the interview, we played some record that, that P was featured on, and I reached out to the guy to let we know that we played the record. Not Sean P, but the actual artist. I can't think of the name of the artist, but I I I spelled his name wrong, or I had a typo in the tweet or something, and P made a joke out of that shit. He was like, ah, he fucked your name up, blah, like <laughs> on Twitter for the world to see. And um and that's how I reached out to Pete. And yeah. then we started DMing. And the next thing you know, I got his phone number. And I come in here Sunday night. I'm like, hey, John. He told me, call him, man. I got the number. Yeah, yeah we were John, like, he ain't going to call. He ain't, ain't going to pick up. He ain't going to pick up. <laughs> we called the number, and sure enough, I think uh, I think Bernadette picked up the phone yeah, and yeah. went and got him. And next thing you know, you know, hour, hour and a half, we got, you know, history. You know what I mean? And yeah, you talk about tragic. Like that that shit just came out of nowhere. And um, That was the best and worst thing that could have happened to yeah, us. That, I say that, that all the time. That shit still gets me gets me kind of tight in the jaws a little bit, you know, just think that, you know, damn, we had just talked to this brother. 
and now he he's gone on, you know, to uh to bigger and better things. But uh, but yeah, that's our OG man. That's yeah, that, as far as his podcast the show yeah, goes, for had, sure. Hadn't yeah. been for P man, a, a lot of people wouldn't have, would probably never picked up on this and. And shouts out to Duck Down for Word, for putting it out there. And Bernadette. You know? Yeah, Bernadette. We talked to her. G. She called into the show like yeah. a, a month or two after he passed. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, she's been on a couple of times. And uh Yeah, know, Duck Down James. Big yeah, up Duck Down James. Up, yeah, big up everybody affiliated with Duck Down and P in general. Um, you know, it's 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 the least we can do to big them up to keep his legacy alive. Um, because like I said, without P, I don't think, I don't think half of the people that, that, that rock with us right now would be rocking with us. Yeah. I, th- I think that, that right there is, is what in my, my mind, um, solidified that this was more than just, you know, some little, you right. know, some little fun thing that yeah. we were having, you know, this, this is definitely, you know, not to sound too corny, but like, there's definitely a, you know, this is more kind of a calling or this is there's a reason that we're doing this, you know, and it all kind of aligned. And then <clears throat> I remember uh, I can't remember where I was. I think I was at a I was I think I was over at Dylan's at a plates and crates joint um, and count was there. Yeah. And count came up. Count base D count came up to me and, and, and said, you know, look, man, like, you know, there's a reason that you guys are, you know, that you got that Sean Price interview. He's like, I, I know that's probably it's probably hard for you to deal with that. But like that, you know. You know, you you got to you got to you got to take that for what it is, and you yeah. know, and build on it, and that's you know that meant a lot to me. So, yeah, for um, sure, it was a critical um, a critical event for sure, um, as far as you know the show goes, and you know, kind of continuing on, and you know, it it, it becoming what it became. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if you'd have told me, and I mean, they used our interview for the rollout of. Uh, not the not the not the shit with uh with fame, but um, and songs Pee-wee. songs in the key. No, no, no. The one after that. What was the one? Illogy. Which is the what one with Illogy? No, no, no. The the one where the one where he's on the um the one where he's sitting on the uh, oh Imperius Imperius uh, Rex. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 right when they met right when the the the, the week before or two weeks before the album dropped. They used our. They used a part of the radio in the in the video for the rollout of the record. I mean, I, I almost fell out when I saw that that day. J fifty seven sent that shit to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, that yeah. is crazy!" Yeah, and not to mention that we got we got the 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 entire scoop on the price of fame uh, record bef- during that interview. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and the joint with Ella G, all, all that. of that, yeah. man. So it was just like, we didn't, and we didn't, you know, we did he just went back in the house and said, yo, check this out. Play he was joints. lunching. Yeah, he was lunching too. Started it was so playing classy. joints over the phone. I'm just like, who, what the, what is going on right now? <laughs> I, I love it, but I'm just like, I could not, we couldn't even yeah. ask for this. Yeah. It's just, it's just going down and we just sat back and let it go down, man. That's the best thing. I mean, with Sean, you never knew like where an interview was even gonna go. Like, it could and and I can remember him playing some stuff with like, you like this, you like this. What do you think about this? It's like, yeah, dude, do you really care what I think? Because I mean, <laughs> right? You, I don't know why what? you do, but uh, cool. Yeah, all that shit is dope, man. Play something else, <laughs> right? <laughs> John was John was like, hey man, send that to info, and he, he was like, nah, I bet you would like for me to send this to you right now, but I'm not doing it. I like he. He 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 wanted you to hear it, but 
It was limitations yeah. to the shit. Yeah, I kept I kept going in on it too. He actually ended up sending it. <laughs> he, he did played, send us a couple. What was of that joints. joint? He sent that joint with Ella. He and, sent the uh, Ella G joint and yeah. a couple of other joints too. Yeah, but, we uh, had that shit way early. Yeah, we'll 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 never forget that man, and I'll I'll forever be grateful. We'll both be forever grateful to him, his family, and you know, um, Bernadette knows she can you know count on us for you know. Uh, a platform to for anything associated with him or it's it's no question that's a lesson too real it's the last thing i'll say on this it, it's a lesson too man and be careful what you wish for because um i thought for sure you know especially when you're starting out you know you're always kind of wondering like you know what's you know will, will, will any of these interviews or will, will this thing take off or go viral or what, whatever you want to call it right and i thought for sure when we had that Sean P interview, I, th- I thought at least someone was going to reach out and, you know, want to repost it, you know, just something. Right. And, um, the, it didn't really get the burn that I thought it was going to get. You know, I, I think that, you know, naturally like over time, over the, like the, I guess a couple of months after it came up, we were up to like 3,500 plays or 4,000 plays, which was great. It was definitely one of our bigger interviews to date. It was the biggest interview to date at that point, but after he passed, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that thing just got on a rocket ship. I mean, it, t- mm. it like, you know, you, you hear the stories about how people's, you know, phones, you know, are blowing up and they mm. got to turn them off. I mean, it was, you had to, got to turn off all the notifications. I mean, that thing went through the roof. It was, yeah, it was crazy. You know, I, I, if that, obviously, I mean, you know, if that guy was here right now, I do, I, I would, I'd give that back that interview in a heartbeat. It's yeah. just, you know, it's just a tough thing, but you know, we're we thankful for it, and it was there. You know, it went down like that for a reason. So yeah, no doubt. So you know, besides Sean Price, you know, who have been some of your favorite interviews over these past five years? Oh man, um, I mean, names that come to mind for me: Cut Creator, um, yeah, that was a dope one. Prince Poe. Uh, house, yeah. house shoes. Yeah, house shoes is an early one. Yeah. Um, well, man, uh, last week was was Wise P. Uh, definitely. Oh man. Uh, he set the bar for 2020 as far as interviews go. On that was man. an entertaining right one now. for sure. Man, I mean, it, it's it, it's a thin line between knowing that it's gonna go well and it's gonna be entertaining and and information filled with information and you know we can get some stories out versus like i said somebody being tight-lipped and not really interested it's just another interview for them you know another press run interview for them or whatever the case may be but yeah those few i mean um i think my my personal favorite obviously just being a dj and producer is we had large pro in studio how could i forget Mm. I mean, I, 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 I personally don't know how great the interview was. And, yeah. and like, did we get some real like gems or like, you know, unheard stories out of large? Yeah. But I mean, just the fact that he agreed to, you know, big, big shout out to, to, um, P Watts from yeah. raw wattage. P Watts, Mark Warner. Yeah. For, for bringing him through. Yeah. Um, this was actually the week after the A3C show where yeah. he made a, a guest appearance. He had to come back into town on some studio shit. I mean, the fact that Large Pro was in the crib. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of like, live and direct in crazy. the crib, I mean, we had um, Nappy Roots 
Um, oh, yeah. In, in studio. Yeah, three and a half um, hour interview. Yeah, Nappy Roots in studio. Shouts out to Count Base D. Word. Sound Psy. Um, Actually, Count's interview was one of my favorite interviews yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, the God Fahim in, in studio. God Fahim in studio. Uh, Dylan actually set off the alarm coming in John's crib <laughs> to right. do his interview. Um, woke his wife and kids up and all that shit. And I mean, you you just never know, man. Um, um, uh, who's your man that sat in the um in the Barbie Escalade afterwards? Uh, uh. Green, Mr. Green, Mr. Green, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Green came in and got blasted with us, man, and did a little photo shoot after the interview, man. Uh, John used to keep his daughter's uh, Barbie, Barbie big wheel in my, yeah, in my Escalade, studio. pink Escalade, got in the joint with the bottle, man, and took some pictures. I mean, it's 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 some classic shit we talking about. Um, who else, man? I mean, St. Knack. I mean, St. Knack was dope. All those guys. Um, it was one I was about to I was about to drop, but I can't. It, it it escapes me now. But I mean, we we had some great ones, man. We talked to some heroes. We talked to some great up and comers. Uh, it's been a good mix. Um, so we just we just look forward to you know keeping it going. And when I went back through the archives too, I mean, you guys have been up on a lot of guys before they really start to like. Like they're bubbling, but they're not like bubbling, bubbling all the time. And like yeah. you've been a year or two, sometimes three years ahead of the game on some of these guys. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We break records. I mean, I, I I personally take great pride in that. I'll I'll talk a little shit and stun a little bit there. Yeah. You know, like you know, we we've been early on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I mean, early. Um, so and I, and you're welcome. You know, you're welcome. And, and and to those to those that might be listening right now, don't don't need to thank us. Don't send no flowers or no edible arrangement, nothing. Just you welcome, man. We let y'all run with that. <laughs> now you on, you know, major radio and oh my God, you know, Griselda <laughs> is popping. Really? Really? Where where where'd you hear that? Man, it, 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 what was always crazy to me too with hip hop game is how like, you know, back in the day, like certain artists before they get signed, before they get a manager, it's like, post my shit, post my shit, you know, let's do an interview, let's do an interview. And before you know it, you're like a couple of interviews deep, you've been posting, you know, like 10 or 12 songs to the, the audio page of Hip Hop Game, which was like the most popular part of the site, at, you know, at one yeah. point. And next thing you know, like the major label comes along and all of a sudden the numbers don't work anymore and the anything you need, I always got you, I always appreciate you, like that piece isn't actually there all the time. And for some guys, it it, it, it never changes. Um, but it's few and far between from what I've, you know, experienced. I mean, have you kind of seen some of that too, is like guys you've supported early on, all of a sudden, like the number changes or they get too busy? Uh, no, I wouldn't I say that. I don't, no, I don't think. I don't think. Yeah, that. I mean, because no. you got to you got to think these new cats that we early on. You know, a lot of times we're their only interview, right? <laughs> yeah. Like mm. that's, we're their first, and you know, I know definitely with somebody like Fahim, only you know, yeah. Um, there's yeah. one more that. Uh, was it Daniel's son or no Al Davino? It was Al Davino. I think that's more about choice. But... Yeah, I mean whatever the case may be, but, but, but you yeah, know, you're right. Yeah, as far as as far as the number change and whatever, nah, it's it's not like that. I think for us, um, the guys, 
you know, the the people that we interview, they they have that much of a good time with us that that's something that they'll do again. Like mm. I like cats. Yeah. Um we gotta remember the next time we drop something to to get at them and, and see what we can do. And I think it's I yeah. think it's that type of situation. I don't think anybody's gotten too big for their britches to to fuck with us, you know. Not yet, and that, that's the thing is, is like Meeks and I really don't give a fuck either, to be frank. I, I mean, mean, yeah, if it's got to go down he, like that, here's you know. the thing: like there, trust me, like there are so many interviews and so many cats out here with dope music that yeah. need the exposure. Like I don't, I really do not give a shit. Yeah. Like, you know, we we've run into some situations recently, actually, where, um. You know, we had interviews scheduled, and they bailed a day or two before the interview. But wouldn't even would didn't even just call in. Didn't yeah. even you know didn't even bail. You know, <clears throat> right? Just, like would not call no in because they wanted a producer to pay them <laughs> to promote the record. And I'm like, and what's even stranger about this one uh, this one incident in particular is we had interviewed this dude's crew, some of his crew already, like yeah. his extended crew. We had interviewed almost all of them, and I have we have personal relationships with all these guys, and he wasn't going to do the interview. I'm yeah. like, dude, you you wait, you you want to be paid to <laughs> to work a record and to do a. <laughs> That's crazy. It's wild, that's man. Crazy. That, that's just wild. Man. And and to that note, real quick, <laughs> you know, for for these cats that we we are, you know, breaking early, you know, for the most part, most of them been great interviews because they just excited, no to doubt. have that platform and and be able to talk about their shit and and hopes that other people learn about them and learn about their music and want to go buy their music. But somebody get these cats media ready. Uh, no doubt that would be a great help that goes a long way and and not even to the point where they're sitting up straight and top top button of their shirt is all buttoned up and they got you know wayfarer <laughs> frames on and they pushing them up every 10 minutes and they sitting there with their hands put together like Holly Selassie or somebody <laughs> like that that's not what we asking for what we saying is just be ready to talk you you it's it's a live mic you're your best salesman right now. No doubt. Be ready to talk. Be ready to answer these questions. Don't be too mysterious. You know, don't don't be a dickwad. Like, talk yeah. to these people, man, and hey, let look, them know what it is. It, it's it's yeah. cats out here that will go buy your shit off the strength of listening to you be excited about talking to your yeah, own shit. No doubt. You can't front on it. And we're man. not the, we're not the cops either, I promise. Nah, man, we're not going to have We've had know, a few of those too. Oh where my they, goodness. they thought we were the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Why you want to know about that? <laughs> I can't really I can't really talk about that. All right, dude. Well, the interview's right. over. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I mean, I think don't be a dickwad is the new uh slogan. I mean, I think that's perfect. No. If if people would just live by that in their daily lives, I mean, I think run we'll with all be, it, run with it, Brian. Nice. It's yours. <laughs> hey, Brian, I got a question for you, man. How'd you find out about our show? Sean Price, man. Oh, um, really? Yeah, it was the Sean Price interview um, because it was getting so much burn. It was like so found that started following you guys and seeing who you guys are putting on and what you guys are doing. And um, I had an old phone and and Apple Podcasts. You know, like to listen to podcasts. You know, sometimes it would like download the whole episode and I never had space because yep. I take so many pictures of my kids. And so mm. I'd never had space for anything else. And then I got a new phone and got the Stitcher app. 
Um, uh, and because okay. Stitcher, like, you can just stream. You don't have to, you know, just because you, you like a show, it doesn't download every episode. So, like, I still have no storage space on my phone, but I, I stream the episode, which is perfect. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm at the gym, I'm driving, the mix show, the interviews. It's just like, it's a part of my routine at this point, which is great. Man, we appreciate that, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. So, though, when, when someone cancels an interview, you just got to let me know so I can spam them, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> messing up my life. We we got you. I'm, yeah. I'm take you up on that, bro. Yeah, I, I've been spammed enough with those, you know, those BCC requests. I, I still get requests to play stuff on Hip Hop Game. Like I don't think people know Hip Hop Game like is dead. But I can't, I, that's, crazy. that's crazy, right? Wow. It's like wow. Like so, like for like five six years, these publicists have not updated the list, or like you know, my wow. contact is still getting like sold or whatever like off these old lists like it's it's That's wild that is wild. and so i know you guys got another interview you got to get to so real quick before you got to bounce you know um eddie the insane circle um another re-release just came out we did an interview yes. for the yes. new chopped herring volume three book just about the insane circle story and just your early roots in the game you guys yeah. were also prophetics with mellow and yep. you know a whole bunch of other projects in between so looking at what you guys have done musically um what is new on the horizon coming up it's a crazy time for speaking about new music and releasing music right, right now um i don't know man i got i got music stashed uh when it comes out i'm not I, you know i'm not gonna force it uh I'm not anxious about it coming out. Um, I learned a long time ago how to make timeless music, so I'm not dropping dates in any of my songs, so it can come out ten years from now and, and still be fresh, yeah, new, real. and exciting. You know, um, but you know, being that we do have a history in this thing, you know, um, releasing music just ain't high up on the list right now. Uh, we haven't honestly had the opportunity to connect the dots with releasing music and getting goo gobs of money back in return. Uh, we actually do have those 12 inches in the garage sitting up. <laughs> um, I've got two full cases unopened of larger than life CDs from 95, 96 in my garage right now. <laughs> wow. Chilling. You know what I mean? <laughs> And I mean, whether you whether you chop it up to, you know, being an independent and a virtual unknown to not really having a business acumen to to get up off of that, you know, material, whatever the case may be, it is what it is. Um, but long story short, uh, the excitement. I mean, I still get excited about, you know, recording songs and, and the possibility of, of of releasing them. And maybe this might be the the opportunity to. Uh, for it to really take off, somebody might like really listen because it's not no it's not no bullshit when we drop music. It's it's from the heart, you know. We put thought into it. Um, it sounds mixed and mastered. We, we well. get it mixed nice. and mastered very well, and and we put everything we get it in, got into it. Do we get that back? No, we don't. So you know that again, going back, you know that has you thinking about well, what else can we do? Oh, let's do a podcast. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's music out there. Um, you know, just the, our most recent stuff is Dochino. That's me and Doe. Um, we had an EP out entitled Stanky. 
Uh, there's a couple of Dochino, you know, singles from years ago yeah. out there floating around. Um, recently, John had, you know, a, a maxi single series that where he was doing production and um, he had MCs come through. So there's, you know, J57, ID4 Winds of Signs of Life. Yeah, uh, I have one. Uh, Superstition has one. Yeah, uh, those two haven't come out yet, but they're in the works. So I mean, it, it it'll come, but it's just not. I mean, I hate to say it, it's just not a priority. You know, it's hard too. I mean, you you gotta you know, if you if, if you're really gonna put out music, like and we 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 had this debate actually. Drugs yeah. Beats posted something on on social media a month or two ago was like, you know, look, if you're not gonna come, you know, super consistent and regular right now. You know, you you might as well give up. And while I don't I, I don't necessarily uh, subscribe to that that thought, I see where he's coming from because uh, last year, gosh, is it two years ago now? When did I put out the shit with ID Four Wins and Jay? I think that was 2018, right? Yeah, yeah it was 2018. Yeah. Coming so, up on two. <clears throat> yeah, those were the first two releases. Actually, I guess Dochino was all all digital as well. But yeah, uh, those two um, EPs or maxi singles were the first time that I had seen, um, I guess, uh, how the streaming world works, you know, 100% now. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't know, man. It just took some of the, took some of the, I guess, motivation or some of the steam I had for, like, putting out new music. I was like, and it's not about the money, but I just don't, it's just really tough to be consistent enough to make a tangible impact. Yeah. And, you know, we've all got, as you know, you know, your time is highly splintered. Um, and right now we're just, we've got all most of our, most of our, uh, most of our, um, most of our time kind of wrapped up in the show right now. And I, and I'll say this one last little thing too. It it would be nice to, uh, like we talk about the streaming and everything like that. I, I would, I would get the excitement back if, you know, speaking of chop herring releases and things like that, which came from, completely out of nowhere we probably That's can't dope. get into that story how that popped off you had to go get the book but uh coming <laughs> soon coming <laughs> nice soon. nice but uh but but to go back to the physicals like if i had the opportunity to release either one of these projects with john doe or dj pocket and we could get some vinyl some cds out of it you know whatever the case may be um, some crazy artwork for the covers, things like that, you know, limited edition vinyl, uh, uh, a dope colored vinyl or something like that. That kind of takes it up a notch. It's not just a, another, oh, digital release. It's it's everywhere digitally. You know, that, that doesn't really amount to much. I mean, some people know how to make that pop and know the numbers and the science behind that and all that, but that's just... That's that's not where we come from. I, I'm a I'm a physical right um um merchandise type of guy. I no doubt. You know, I have I have sat up all night, two, three nights in a row dubbing tapes to slang, you know, out out of my car or whatever. I have, you know, had pallets of CDs, vinyl, cassettes, posters dropped off in my driveway uh, by a freight truck. Um that's that's where I come from. That's what I know. And if I could get back to that, I think the excitement and the passion would come back into it. But I remember one of my last releases, and I and I cut this after this. I released from my 3G phone. I was I had one. 
Wow. I went home for the holidays and forgot that I said I was going to drop it on this date. And I was like, I know I can't do this shit from my phone, but I got to try because I'm limited to computer access. I'd be damned. I hit, I pulled up the website and hit um, publish, and that shit was out. Nice. Just I said it was. You know what I'm saying? So when when you look at the digital forefront like that, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of glitz and glamour with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But if if I get if I get a shipment of records and I turn around and I got to package each one of them up and take a trip to the post office or schedule a pickup from UPS or what have you, and I got to get that out and I got to notify people. It's a it's an event. It's a whole thing. You know what I'm saying? So if we could get back to that, it'd be great. Uh, Cause I ain't gonna lie to you, these joints we got stashed, fire. Oh, the heat rock. We got some shit. You know what I'm saying, but for it's sure. just like, hey man, it, it, if if we had to put it out digitally again and and wait for streams and all that, this is gonna fall on deaf ears again, and there ain't no fun in that. You no know. doubt. You can always send it to seven three zero at gmail dot com. You know. <laughs> I, I I hear you. I would love that. Shit, you can't. You you know what, Brian? You can't even get a motherfucker to open a folder of this shit up. I was trying to I was trying to generate some vinyl and some shit, and we're gonna send it to somebody. <laughs> They ain't even open a damn fold up. I'm like, damn, man. is this what it's turned into? <laughs> That's crazy. Real quick, I know you got to go. Ten seconds. Um, bourbon recommendations, guys. I know I know you got some good ones. Willette. Anything from Willette. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think my, my personal go-to is for um, you know, on some uh, not, not too expensive, but you know, um, you know, you're not drinking, uh, you know, Jim Beam or Jack. Well, Jack's not bourbon, but um, is uh, Rowan's Creek, mm. which is is that will it? That no, is, that's that the is, same distillery. Same distillery, yeah. yeah. So Rowan's Creek, it's a hundred point one proof. Yeah, uh, that's just a great bourbon, and yeah. you're not gonna kill yourself getting it. If I could drink it every, like, if if I have my choice, like. Fairly accessible stuff, but still too pricey for for me to keep, you know, at the house all the time. I love that Noah's Mill, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Noah's Mill's tough. And the new the new guy on the block is uh, Uncle Nearest. Um, oh yeah, the the Black Label Hundred Proof Uncle Nearest. Uh, if you can get a hold of that, um, you might have another kid, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I heard you put, I heard you put I Marlon Kraft onto that. So drink, drink responsibly, my friend. <laughs> hey man, you, you'll be, you'll have an invite to the baby shower. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring all of that Uncle Nears with me. <laughs> For real.